Welcome back, anime and movie fans alike, to another installment of Anime Was Not a Mistake, semicolon, The Sinister Six. We have a lot of semicolons lately, don't we? We do, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, a lot of colon problems, I'm afraid, oh. so. But that's that's what, that's what life, that's when you get that's older. That's what a liquor will do to you. So, uh, you know, as with last week, mm. as we, we, we trade off, uh, we are in our Sinister Six... Uh, phase still mm-hmm. thankfully it ties into the spider-man far from home marketing uh maybe we can exploit those uh you know uh, those trends Cameos, online yeah. um but you know as always we'll be watching a bad ish movie mm-hmm. from a random assortment of bad ish movies uh ranging from movies that you know we strongly dislike, maybe not ones that we could write books about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, nothing to write home about, but, you know, bad movies that you maybe don't want to watch with Grandma, Grandpa, mm-hmm. Little Bandit, you know, yeah, things to that effect. And some that'll uh, tickle your pickle. And, and, and ones uh, that you certainly don't want to bring in front of a film class. <laughs> well, or, I uh, mean, my dissociation on uh, Showgirls Well, be... yes, yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> my crowning achievement in life. What, what did the board say in response to that? I mean, I think it was a popular episode. <laughs> Everyone was like, oh, I love Showgirls. Like, I'm glad you're doing this. And I'm like, yay. Oh, I meant the university oh. board. Yeah, well, no. no. I, I, no the, as long as <laughs> you have boards, to go behind some people's backs. Yeah, if the boards are happy, I'm happy. Yeah. But, you know. Um, but, yeah. So, we're going to be choosing those again. You know, uh, mm. sort of B-movie level famous or, or infamous or not so well known mm-hmm. um i have a feeling that my the ones in my sack today <laughs> are more on the not remarkable enough to have made much of a splash mm-hmm. kind of demographic um but before we get into that as always do we have any anime life or video game news to discuss i have a few brief things on the docket mm-hmm. too um that come to mind immediately. The first, of course, is the video game Psychonauts 2, mm-hmm. which has stolen my heart. I'm nearly through it in just a week of playing, and as a avid fan of the first one, the sequel is even better, if not better, than the first. Um, it's a lot of polish. It's 16 years in the making, mm-hmm. so the fact that it's got made is a miracle in itself. I know that I recently turned you on to the first, and yeah. I'm glad. I don't want to spoil anything. I think it's one of the funniest written video games, and it also has a lot of heart. 
Um, you know, obviously, the fact is you dive into minds, you help people with their emotional baggage and their traumas, and every mind is kind of a cookie-cutter press to that person, that individual. Yeah. So uh, something that really stood out to me, just for example, in the sequel, is someone is dealing with loss of a loved one and their friends and alcoholism, mm-hmm. and their mind is kind of like a Jimmy Buffett island-hopping tour. That oh, goes into, that. like, the stained glass windows of, like, you know, the southern tradition of hanging up your bottles on the trees mm-hmm. to, like, count your sins because of Winn-Dixie uh, mentions that famously. And I was just like, oh, this is handled very well. And I like that we're in a mental space with video games. I'm like, this game could actually help people understand themselves a bit yeah. more. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it has the Banjo-Kazooie vibes that Dan will love. It's a collect-a-thon. Yeah. In every mind, uh, the characters are lovable and unique. It's very Tim Burton-esque. So I just think you would be here for the first and the, the sequel. Well, I'm, I'm loving the first one so far. Mm-hmm. I Again, I, I, I don't know if I inadvertently... Because, I, again, last week I was joking, like... Oh, you mean I can get it on the PlayStation Store? Like, but <laughs> course, I, yes. I legitimately did not know. Like, I thought that the franchise was owned by Microsoft, mm. so I was, you know. Uh, but no, I've been playing through the first one, loving it. Mm. Uh, I, I mean, everything you said, like the the Burton-esque, gr- grotesque but cute art style of all the characters, just the premise, the humor, like how it's all handled. It's you know. I don't know. It just seems like a you know a very fun time. Like I mean, I don't I don't need to prop it up. I think Psychonauts obviously at this point is is considered a classic. Mm. I don't think we need to hype it up to anyone. But it's like if you're me, if you're like me, and you're late to several groundbreaking video game developments because uh, you were only playing Pokemon's back mm-hmm. in the day. Um, gotta get that doctorate done. Gotta go back and check it out. Pa- <laughs> patient gaming. You gotta go back and check out all of the stuff that you, for some reason, you know, for whatever reason, didn't play back in the day. Mm-hmm. So, And um, in addition to that, I mean, Dan had his time with video games and now my time begins. Because mm. I get Life is Strange True Colors and then immediately after Tales of Abyss and more along the way. I know we've got WarioWare, Mario Party, Advanced Wars, a Nintendo Direct on the horizon possibly, but when isn't one? Pokemon, it just, there's no end in sight. I still have to finish Neo, the world ends with you. I'm sorry, but True Colors is this week? Yeah, it's the ninth. Ooh. Yeah, and then the 10th is Tales of the Abyss. Well, uh, no, despite so, your japes, I will grab that game. I, I will play Life is Strange. <laughs> oh, I mean, I can't boy. guarantee that I won't lampoon it, but I oh, will play it. you so. will lampoon <laughs> it, and I will be there for that. But uh, my bevy of games is here. There was another thing I had to talk about, but it slipped my mind. So if you have anything to say while I try to recollect on what I was going to talk about, I didn't take notes. <laughs> um, if, I mean, we're starting with video game news. Mm-hmm. I have been playing through No More Heroes 3. Mm. And my response is okay so mm. far. Um, like, I, I'm not... I don't know if it's because I'm older. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if it's... You know, there's obviously been a huge time gap in between Desperate Struggle and this game, and we had Travis Strikes again in between. Mm-hmm. Um, but it hasn't wowed me yet. Mm. Like, it hasn't... Um, like, I don't know. Like, the, the thing with, with No More Heroes was always um, how much character all of the boss fights and segments really brought to it. Mm-hmm. And this has that to some extent, but... They reveal all the bosses up front, all of the ones that were showcased in that trailer, you know, back last year, I, I think, or even earlier this year, I've lost all sense of time, um, are the bosses, and, y- you know, and, and it 
it makes sense because they're they're like old co-workers and friends of the main alien villain dude so it's played for comedy like how he interacts with all of them because mm-hmm. they're like you know they're like political sycophants and his entourage of space celebrity friends mm. who he's brought to earth to to help fuck it up um but i don't know again it hasn't it hasn't like razzle dazzled me yet mm-hmm. to the extent that I mean, obviously, No More Heroes 1 and 2 were, like, a big deal Would for Would you say Dan. that it's getting a bit, like, predictable? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, I it, mean, it, that it, happens. Look at Beautiful Joe. Beautiful Joe 1 is a classic. Beautiful yeah. Joe, Joe 2 is great. And then it kind of, like, pandered out a bit. Yeah. But the heart is still there. I mean, it's a series you love. What can we do? No, and it, and it is. It is still a series I love. Like, I... like I. The, the best thing I can say about this is that it is... It is No More Heroes 3. Mm-hmm. It is, if you, if you, the last time you played was 2, it does not miss a beat in being No More Heroes 3. Mm-hmm. The only thing that you would need to go back and check is, like, there's certain plot points in Travis Strikes Again, like, characters get brought back to life, and they join the main cast as, like, the Goober Ensemble mm-hmm. for this one. Um, you know, and it does, it does so many cool little stylistic things that I don't want to... I don't want anyone to think that I'm shit-talking it, necessarily. Um, it, 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 like, plays out in between segments like it's a Netflix show. So you'll beat one boss, it'll go mm-hmm. through, like, a credit sequence, and then it'll do, like, the next episode of No More so Heroes beautiful 3 is, is loading. <laughs> yeah, and every time you you enter a new stage, it'll, uh, it'll start, like, a, a new theme song with all of the characters and, like, a 70s mm-hmm. TV show vibe. Uh, Travis and his buddy, um, Bishop do, like, a, like, an anime podcast. Wow. In between the loading segments. Oh my. So they'll, like, Really be... close to home there. Yeah, they'll be on the couch, Should we like... sue, or? Well, I, The we'll raccoons see. are giving us a... A tail shake? No, no. They're, we, they're we on the phone now. Yeah, we don't have the money for that. Uh, our, our legal deeds. Yeah. <laughs> they shrugged. They said, <laughs> holding an empty pizza box. I don't I Grant don't is also our lawyer, so yeah, he's, um, not, uh, that, he's not here. Working <laughs> at NASA, he did not need to go to law school. <laughs> but he did it for us. He didn't so. need to pass the LSTATs. <laughs> um, you know, so it's tons of little, you know, you're, you're, if you show up, you're going to get all of the Suda 51 goodness that you would expect. Mm. It just is very, very the same yeah. as the other ones. So, who knows? Maybe maybe that'll change at some way at some point through it something will you know, strike me. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, perhaps wait for again? it, perhaps like <laughs> like, you know, watch reviews of it, catch yourself up, see what happens, mm-hmm. you know. Well, yeah. I mean, for once Dan is kind of meh. Yeah. Hmm. I can be meh. <gasps> I can be. If you're meh, then the balance is going to be out of whack. So we're going to need to <laughs> get Grant in from Texas real quick. I do remember the other thing that crossed my mind, mm-hmm. if I, you care to let me go. Um, I hate to toot my own horn on this podcast, as I often do. <laughs> you say, Jonathan, stop tooting. <laughs> I do. Yeah. But I never listen. I just say, blow, Gary Burrow, blow. And keep on tooting that horn. Yeah. Um, Jericho will fall. Hmm? I mean, hate to hype up next week, but we are returning to anime once more. Yes. And this series, One Sailor Moon... You know, it might be the best anime series that ever existed. Mm. Maybe it's because I'm watching it as a near 30-year-old now, and the last time I saw it, I was like a teen, preteen, grade school, high school, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But season one really fucking holds up. And, like, watching these episodes again, which I will share again, you know, um, we get introduced to a certain favorite Sailor Scout in our uh-huh. next batch. Um, I'm just like, this show is really good. Yeah. 
Like, more people should see this show, and especially since me, the only one that I really remember is season one. The fact that we're probably going to continue Sailor Moon down the block to all the other oh, separate yeah. seasons and yeah. movies, even. Of course. I'm ready for this adventure to begin. Well, we're, if, if we can get it out there and get it talked, uh, you, you never know what's going to re-spark anything's, mm -hmm. like, you know... And we've also had that weird stroke of luck where every time we talk about something, it's a Twitter topic the next week. Yeah. Like Batman Returns. Well, I was reading something, like, there's a theory that, like, the more people think about... The, it's like a common trend that you say something and then it occurs in the media the it's next time. Psychonauts yeah. territory. Well, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was playing Psychonauts, and that's where I get most of my <laughs> theories and facts from. But, uh, no, Sailor Moon is great, and especially with you who've never seen the series mm -hmm. before, I can't wait. You're gonna be like, oh, this is kind of, like, dope. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, I know! Yeah. I know, I mean, I've, I've loved what we've watched so far, mm -hmm. so, I mean, and I think a lot of people, of course, are going to be, because it's a classic, so they're gonna be on board with that, so. Yeah. And I'll try to, uh, with my next couple lineups, I have, I have one... It's a pretty mainstream pick, but mm -hmm. then I got one that I I dug tried to dig down on like a Venus Wars level to find, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and I'll I'll bring that to the table eventually. But I am excited for what we have in store as well. Indeed. Anything else to speak on? Um, two things, Ooh, if you approve. Of course. Uh, one, we got Pokemon Evolutions announced. It looks good. I'll yes. say that. Like I'm happy. That's the kind of anime that I like about Pokemon. Yeah. I will watch. Yeah. Another another. Very well animated, I guess, short series of, of Pokemon things focusing on each gen, focusing on different story elements, I think, from each region. Um, beautifully animated. Uh, it, it seems to be following the trend of, like, generations and, um, uh, what was it? You would know better than I. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it, the other, you know, the other times they've done this, like, they go for a darker, more serious mm -hmm. style, and we only get, like, drip-fed stuff like that. <laughs> But I'm glad that they're still doing because they're doing that. They've still been doing those Poketune things. Mm -hmm. They've still been doing, I think, those other animated shorts. So I'm like, you know, and I still think that the anime is going strong. I think that this whole season with, you know, Ash and Go has been the most entertaining they've done in a long yeah. time. No, I, I see that yeah. online a lot. That seems to be the discourse, so I trust you in yeah. your opinion. Because yeah. anything can happen for once. Like, anything can happen. You're, you're not limited to the the usual setup and it's uh i i so i i think that dare i say we are at the best point to be pokemon mm. uh media fans i guess mm -hmm. uh in a while certainly not game fans yes uh, <laughs> yeah but uh you'll know. have to win over me a different way this time. Well, that's besides the point yeah. um silly rabbit <laughs> uh so yeah that's coming that is anime adjacent um but also yesterday to uh, to keep myself busy, I went and saw Shang-Chi. <gasps> and I hear on the Discord, our own Discord, mm -hmm. everyone's loving it, and they're describing it as, like, a love letter to Kung Fu films. Allison Liao is, like, a love letter to Kung Fu films that I grew up with, and I was like, oh no, does Dan <laughs> Yeah, and, and good on Allison, because it is exactly that. Yeah, it is, Dan's it is, like, woohoo! <laughs> there is a, a ton of little visual homages to... <laughs> Ho-homages? Ho-homages to, um... <laughs> old kung fu stuff mm -hmm. including some stuff to what we watched mm -hmm. uh 36 chamber of shaolin mm -hmm. there's like a there's a kung fu hustle poster at one point mm -hmm. in there um but it's a great movie it's just a, it's a, it's an absolute blast it it fully goes as deep into like the the eastern inspired lore that that you know that character allows mm -hmm. um 
you know, as as per what the MCU has been doing, they're allowed to explore like the full unconventional weirdness of these characters, like the fantasy elements, the sci-fi elements without, you know, they don't have to worry about agonizing over it. Mm-hmm. Um and with Shang-Chi that 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 they have the the 10 rings in there which here are represented as like the arm rings like they used in 36 Chamber of Shaolin. Um Tons of just amazing fight scenes. It you know it, it it's just an absolute blast, mm-hmm. and it, it it's so fascinating that a character like Shang Chi gets elevated to this level because you know, and it it's not the first time that the MCU has pulled it off, but they've taken characters that that didn't have shit to do for a long time, and kind of transformed them into you know, something that a whole new generation recognizes. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. Mm. Like, he, you know, I, I hope that, uh, you know, there seems to be a whole scheme unfolding here, so hopefully, you know, Shang-Chi and his assorted characters stick around. Well, I mean, it's doing gangbusters for the Labor Day weekend. It so, is. So, I mean, good sign. Um, so, yeah, I, I certainly recommend it, uh, if, especially if you've enjoyed the stuff that we've watched on this podcast, it's, you know, mm-hmm. they make some direct anime references because, like, Aquafina makes jokes at, like, Shang-Chi's expense to mm-hmm. that. Um, Wenwu, the villain, mm-hmm. is is great. They, they acknowledge the whole ruse thing from Iron Man 3 where the fake Mandarin showed up. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ben Kingsley even gets to, to come back and do some stuff. And mm-hmm. it's... It's a very fun movie. Hmm. And, and while I was there, I saw a trailer for uh, Eternals, which looks weird in another direction, mm. but also just as fascinating. So they're not holding back with any of the more fantastical elements anymore. They're going just full tilt into everything they have at their disposal. Mm. I love it. So mm. I certainly recommend it. All right. Well... If you want, I have a tangent since you so graciously gifted me a tangent last week. Of course. As I was flubbering. Go on. Um, Forgive me as it's been 120, 30-something episodes that I've recorded if we've had something similar to this tangent. Mm -hmm. Mea culpa, but just deal with it. Today's tangent is going to be about movie sequels. Oh. What's one movie sequel that you love? Mm -hmm. And what's one movie sequel that is unwarranted and should not exist? Oh. Mm, Oh. Delicious. But I'll go first to give Mm -hmm. you time to think. Mm -hmm. Um, My first movie sequel that I think should, sorry, I mean, like, instead of love, should exist. Let's say Mm -hmm. a movie sequel that, you know, a single serve movie that hasn't had one yet and maybe you can turn something out. Or one that exists. I was just, you know, keeping it open. But um, mine is definitely going to Nusperia 2018 because mm-hmm. uh, Luca Guadagnino has stated that if this movie was more financially successful, it would have gotten a prequel starring Tilda Swinton as Madame Blanc, yeah. trekking through Ireland and wherever, gathering a coven of witch dancers and living her best life. And if you look at the Argento series, the original Suspira has three movies in it that are loosely connected. Yeah. And I wish that they could have been integrated a bit more. And I think if anyone could have served the source material better, it could have been Luco's direction because uh, Suspiria is just that amazing. Yeah. Check out our Suspiria podcast of where course. I rant about it for three hours. And then one sequel that does not deserve to see the light of day is Exorcist 2. Exorcist 2 oh. should be skipped <laughs> and go directly. Do not go to jail. 
do not uh, go directly to jail. Do not pass go. Go directly to Exorcist Three, because William Peter Blatty's black as director, as writer of the source material, and tied connectly, uh, heavily connected with the original Exorcist. Exorcist Three is the superior film in the franchise. I think it's one of the best sequels that no one ever watches. It's genuinely horrific. It's based on Legion, which is a book he also wrote, a sequel to The Exorcist. Oh, okay, it, yeah. It yeah. deals with, like, even more. It's styled in a way. It has genuine scares, cut material. It's been lost to time, reconstructed, and brought back. I was thinking about bringing it back when the months get a little bit more spooky. Mm-hmm. And you know me and my demons. I usually don't like The Exorcist, but generally I think that's, like, a very engrossing book, a wonderful film, well acted. And then the sequel comes along in Exorcist 2, and it just isn't good. It's not a good film. Well, that was, and correct me at any point, that was Exorcist 2, The Heretic, yes. right? And that was the one where they're in, like, uh, Linda Blair is, like, in a psychic school yes. for gifted There's youngsters. There's many mirrors. I mean, it would also be gifted to the Poltergeist Hotel one, but I think on rewatching, rewatching that movie's kind of badass, yeah, even though yeah. they were just snipping and cutting everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know why my mind goes to horror as of late, but, I mean, Exorcist 3, I just can't stand that movie enough. I love it. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, we're going into fall, yeah. so it, uh, mm. you know, I mean, we're at that point, yeah. I think. Feel free to listen to our Over the Garden Wall series as well, uh, since yes. the fall weather approaches it's us. It's about that time. It is. Okay. Um, so one sequel that you would like to see or that you love currently existing, and one sequel that does not deserve to see the light of day should be sealed away forever in the Phantom Zone. Okay, well, I, 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 uh, I, I think I've probably mentioned these movies in other places, Different um, places? No, no, no. On in different episodes. No, I mean, yeah. know me Malone. Different places. <laughs> oh yeah, that's why you keep saying that. Yeah, oh, of course. Um, my gosh, you're the only one who can get my things working, Dan. De- um, so how little we remember. <laughs> Just a week. <laughs> so my favorite sequel of all time is uh, is the Lost World Jurassic Park. Mm, um, classic. And it. I don't think is rated highly. It was not rated highly when it came out. Um, I don't know if it's even one of those things that people have considered enough for it to be like, this is a hidden gem amongst uh, cinema. Mm -hmm. But I sincerely adore that movie. Like, it it is one of my comfort movies. I think that structurally and tonally, it works absolutely, you know, perfect. Mm hmm. But the asterisk, you know, that that kind of keeps it inferior to the first one is that the entire final part of the dinosaur rampaging through uh, San Diego mm-hmm. does not need to be there. Mm. Um, I think that I would have no problem uh, going into crowds of cinema snobs, <laughs> you included, and being like, uh, Lost World Jurassic Park is a perfect movie, um, but I cannot do that because of that final part with the T-Rex. Mm-hmm. I'd have to drag um, you down off the pedestal. Get, get away, Dad. Be, you know, be, <laughs> Someone cut his mic. Because, like, the, the Lost World, um, you know, that they're referencing with the title, that's, you know, an old book. And in that book, and and all of its adaptations, um, well, because again, it's a confusing setup. But Michael Crichton wrote Jurassic Park, and then when the movie was successful, he went back and wrote the Lost World Jurassic Park, mm. which is a you know this which is very very loosely the plot of the second 
movie because characters from the first film were dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, they even had to retcon like Ian Malcolm being dead to mm-hmm. make him the protagonist. Um, in the book, I mean. Uh, but the title was a reference to a much older book. I don't know if it was if it was H.G. Wells or um, Art Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Uh, his The Lost World book. Um, and in a lot of famous film adaptations of that book, they always bring a dinosaur back to civilization. He attacks like London or something before the military stops him. Um, and that worked back in the 40s and 50s when people thought dinosaurs were like skyscraper-sized dragons yeah. that were invincible and breathed fire. And mm-hmm. But when you just take like They're a not. regular <laughs> big lizard and put them in San Diego, it's just like, okay, someone with a gun, is, or, <laughs> or if someone hits this with a bus hard enough, it will... Mm. It's still just an ant. It's a big animal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they they stuck that in the movie to give it like a disaster movie type vibe, mm-hmm. because everyone was competing with like the gods. You know the, the the Godzilla movie, the American one was in the works. There were other disaster movies that were coming out, and it was like we need something where a city is put in peril. So stick a dinosaur in a city. Um, yeah, and that that it kind of falls apart. The original ending was a much more visceral conflict mm. at you know the characters escaping from the wilderness of of the island, which I think they should have kept. But otherwise, I love that movie. Mm. It's a good. Uh, they're lost on a dinosaur island. They got to work together to, to yeah. get off of it. Yeah. That, that's you know perfect. Perfect sequel. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes everything. There's literally a line in the Lost World Jurassic Park that's like, "Okay, so you wanna you wanna send people uh, back to an island filled with dinosaurs, but with no fences this time?" It's like, "Oh, that's the premise of the movie. It's great. Yep. Sequels should state the premise in relation to the first. The you know mm-hmm. how things have escalated." Yes. Um, and one sequel that I do not believe should have happened. You know, the answer is Incredibles two. Oof. I yeah, hate no, that I agree. Movie. I agree. I I hate that movie on a deep and profound oh level. Oh my god! And I mean, it has to be a watch on this podcast eventually. Yeah, you're gonna have to. We're but gonna have to dig up our traumas for when we uh when we if we ever do something darker than the sinister. Yeah, six, something like, like I despise this. Yeah, yeah. like um, self-loathing. Saturday, I don't know. Sunday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, something like that. Like um. No Redemption November. I don't know. Yeah, that's when I show you Baby Jane. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love Baby Jane, but... But uh, Incredibles 2 was just... Um, I don't have time... I don't think we have the time to unpack it, but it was just a complete yeah. misfire of a sequel that felt like it was made by... And it, for the most part, probably, like, just different people who made... Different like like people like like everything who you know a, like anything that the first film stood for the second one goes back on and mm. it's just like this like even even right down to the premise like the only the only rant that I'm always keen to go on is just the thing with the the screen slaver mm-hmm. and how two phones they well the two phones thing yeah <laughs> but that's that I have to save that rant yep. for for yep. when we unpack it but it's just like why okay, not use the portals to just move the ship but just saying you know yep. you got you got uh you know a, a reverse of the first movie where the husband is at home while the mom is thrust back into the spotlight maybe have the screen slaver if they're TV themed, they're boob tube themed 
have them have the villain trap Bob in like a simulation of a of a fifties or sixties sitcom yeah. where his wife is obedient and stays at home and his kids always listen to him and are nice to him mm-hmm. and steadily he realizes this That's is not, not what he wants. This is not Dan, you just made a better movie. And, Drop the balloons. You know <laughs> and give him something to do besides running you know whatever he was doing for most of that new math new math that's what he was doing and you know just just have that come into play maybe don't have the one character who looks so off model and evil actually be the evil villain you know it, it was just like you, 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 it was just one of those things where I feel like old Pixar would have thought of these things. Mm-hmm. Like, old Pixar would have used these ideas and this premise for something other than, than what what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I think Incredibles is a, is a near-perfect movie. My mm-hmm. favorite Pixar movie. And then... <laughs> and then it, it just kind of, you know, it sputters out. So, yeah. I don't know. It, it's a shame. And again... If I'm if I'm ever allowed to take the limiter off and, and do a full episode on that, I, there's a lot to unpack. I don't think the world's ready, like, Dan. You know, that's <laughs> I. There's a lot of negativity I have about that movie, but that would require also rewatching it. So Oof. we will see. Yeah. But uh, for the time being, mm. we have some equally <gasps> crap movies that we need to watch. Well, I can't <laughs> wait to dig around. Um, Sorting through shit, one of my favorite pastimes. So, uh, we come to the Sinister Six once again. Mm. Again, named as such because we each have three random movies that we have brought to the table. The other person is going to select them. Yes. Uh, You ranked yours on, like... Classy, cheesy, trashy. Yes. I remember this time. Mine are loosely divided by genres this time in that they're supposed to be an adventure movie, a heist movie, and a sci-fi movie. With... A thousand asterisks because none of them are particularly good at that but um you know we you know you can be the judge of that mm-hmm. listening with us and jonathan of course yes. um hopefully this is your first exposure to, to most of these i think it will be um but without further Judging ado by spookies and more if you want to uh and star crash pick i got them codenamed right, in there so let me see Pick a good one. Sturdy piece of paper and card stuff. Code name just plain wrong. Yes. <laughs> Spelled P L A N E. Yes. It's odd because one of mine was going to be airplane themed as well. Ah, uh, okay. You picked the good one. Oh, you, you, pick, you pick the we, one. Uh, fortune you, smiles you, on us. You picked the one that lifts my spirits. Uh, uh, and that, uh, I'm going to have to go away from the mic I'll, to breathe. I'll vamp. Dan sticking around. That is Money Plane. Money! I've heard of this, but I have not seen it. This is a. Uh, probably the newest movie of like all of the things that I've brought to the and table. And it's on Blu-ray, nonetheless. Um, so this is a uh, 2020 uh, action film. Oh my film. god! <laughs> um, it stars Adam Copeland, who was a WWE wrestler or still is in some capacity. Uh, it's got uh, Kelsey Grammer oh in, in a role that he was probably offered a dump truck full of money oh to do. No. Uh, it doesn't require much. <laughs> 
Uh, Thomas Jane is in there, mm-hmm. uh, being very sad, and uh, Denise Richards is oh, also in this. Oh, not Denise Richards! <laughs> she, yeah, Christmas Jones herself is oh in this for about, like, two seconds, despite her prominence oh, on the cover. No. Um, but, uh, you know, so the, the, the main thing is that uh, Kelsey Grammer's character, who has a very <laughs> convoluted name that we'll get to when we do the plot summary. I uh, assume there's a, the third in there somewhere. Yeah, it's Oscar Desquarius Grouch the third, of course. Uh, otherwise known as the Rumble. Um, <laughs> and he is a, a crime boss, a corrupt businessman who uh, enlists Adam Copeland, WWE guy, and his crew to rob the money plane. Oh, boy. Um, and, Here uh, comes the money plane. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, but uh, for those of us who don't know... Well, that was a Porgy and Bess reference. I doubt anyone got that one. <laughs> but, well, well. so uh, in, in, in the universe, in universe uh, the, the money plane is a high-stakes uh, illegal casino hmm. that skirts the law... By going to the sky. Yes. yes. <gasps> this um, sounds like the perfect film, Dan. Uh, because, uh, as I'm sure Grant, our legal expert, will tell you, <laughs> if you get, like, a hundred feet in the air, yeah. international law kicks in. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, it works on the sea, why not the sky? You know, we're, we're going with that assumption. Um, so, uh, he, bam, you know, tricks the, the group into, like, they're, they're in the middle of another heist, mm-hmm. and he tricks them into uh, owing him something so that they will rob the money plane for mm. him. Um, and what ensues is like a... Uh, uh, not a lot. <laughs> they they go on to a plane, um, and main wrestler dude is mostly just sitting in the fake cockpit for most of this, mm. um, while his team is supposed to be going around the plane and doing stuff to, mm. to rob the not only their physical cash but their cryptocurrency um which we will see is stored on old dvd players i love it um as it should be and uh you know there's lots of intrigue as more threads of intrigue are pulled the wrestler guy's family gets taken hostage Mm. um you know and and the thieves have to turn the table on this other criminal mm-hmm. um you know which is mostly kelsey Grammer yelling in an office set so what if die hard happened in the sky sky hard yes, <laughs> yes. i should have put that that should have oh, been the code name god my damn it god um okay but this movie it was covered by red letter media yes um and i was just entranced by that episode mm-hmm. i that was probably one of the first things i watched from them when my like uh binge of of things over this pandemic started mm. um i've i watched it many many times it was always hysterical but i was fascinated by this movie mm. like how bad this movie looked and obviously on like a 30 minute show they you're only getting like the tip of the iceberg in yeah. terms of what the the movie act that was the case with spookies also mm-hmm. uh we didn't you know our full viewing we you know we managed to get a lot more than you just would have seen from the funniest parts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was so enamored with it that I had... You had to own it. I had to own it. <laughs> you know, and it was actually... I think it was like I had to wait a couple weeks because it wasn't technically out on wow. Blu-ray at that point. So I... Because I think it came out on Video On Demand. Uh. And then... Um, so this was a brand new Blu-ray release <sighs> that I picked up when we started, mm-hmm. uh, you know, The Sinister Six. 
you know, so it shouldn't shouldn't brick your system or anything. Mm. Um, but I really wanted to watch it for ourselves. You know, obviously, I will do my best to not recycle any jokes. I've purposely avoided the money plane episode yeah. for like the past couple months so that I You'll I'm not fresh. intentionally mm-hmm. recycling anything. But I just really wanted to watch it with you and share it with our audience because mm-hmm. uh, I think it'll be fucking hysterical. Yeah. Um. So as always, uh, there's a few a few cringe corner details. Mm. There's two main cringe corner uh, things. I just need to... Okay, so the main thing is that this was directed and written by Andrew Lawrence, Mm -hmm. who is the brother of Joey Lawrence, who was the brother on Blossom. Um, And there was also a third Lawrence brother, and the Lawrence brothers have not been doing so great financially. Mm -hmm. Like, they've invested in a lot of failed projects. I think Joey was on Melissa and Joey on ABC Family before they became Freeform or whatever. Um, but nothing too spectacular. So this was uh, directed, written, and basically, you know, produced by them uh, as some kind of, uh, I don't know what, um, uh, well, you know. Hopefully their own money heist. People people seem to be very confused as to whether or not this is supposed to be like a Rush Hour style action comedy, mm-hmm. or if it's supposed to be like a legit action movie with comedy elements, like like Die Hard, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, like any... Like most action movies. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's debate as to whether or not this is ironic or unironic. And that will be one of the things that we will decide. Um, But also, the main cringe corner component is just the plane itself. The the titular money plane yes. is like no they didn't ask me to star as money plane they did not well (laughs) my face on I don't think they could have afforded you (laughs) Um, so. Uh, for the set of the plane, mm. which is supposed to be this luxury double-decker... Oh, I can um, only imagine. ...international uh, crime syndicate casino, aerial casino, mm-hmm. and we'll get into the logistics of that when we cover the plot summary. Yeah. Um, but for it, they only had access to, like, abandonedplaneset.jpg mm-hmm. that, that I would assume most Hollywood-area film companies have access to, mm-hmm. like... A gutted cockpit and maybe an exterior and then like you know on the ground obviously and then something resembling like the fuselage in the back Mm -hmm. um which in this movie they kind of try to make it look bigger by putting curtains everywhere i see so there's just a lot of curtains that divide i mean it's a classy joint yeah why wouldn't there be curtains Uh, so and it's also fitting because casino again with showgirls we're we're, we're remaining consistent um but the money plane itself is rather underwhelming (laughs) uh it has lower sections that appear to be like the wood-lined walls of a factory building which is mysterious for a plane um, and then they have other structures that are just built out of, like, office equipment and, uh, you know, like the little door that you would, you know, if you're building, like, a fake little bathroom or mm-hmm. something, you would put metal paneling up. Yep. A lot of that. Awful lot of that for a luxury jumbo jet. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's, it, it seems like it's a shit show, but there's a lot of other cheapness. I think that's going to be the main clowning point of this. Cheap, 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 cheap. cheap. Um, and obviously, we are not going to cast dispersions on any movie that that has no. a budget because no. we've loved plenty of of inexpensive. But I movies. mean, seeing as this is the most recent film that we're watching, yeah, it, it's like when you're shooting above your limits, mm-hmm. 
and you're you're trying to be completely serious about it. Mm. Like that's what we'll clown on because there's a lot of you're going to be seeing a lot of things used as other things, and it's just it's just that. a it's just a, an absolute mess. I'm ready so. to return to the set of airplane. <laughs> Yeah, I, I am very excited. I was the most excited to share uh-huh. this out of the, the ones in the pod. No, that's so. what Sinister Six will do. Yeah. <laughs> Cheer us up when we knew it the most. But again, it is thematically, we are the, the, the evils of gambling uh, uh, and, and crime, perhaps. Yeah. Um, but this time it's in a plane. Going different places. Well, we are. Yeah. Boarding, get your boarding passes yeah, ready. I'm ready to spread my wings, load my emotional baggage into my overhead compartment, and I'm always ready for a bumpy landing, Dan. Huh? <laughs> Let's join the Mile High Club then, shall we? Ooh. Hanging on the edge of tomorrow. We have safely landed. Well, uh, <laughs> some of us have. <laughs> yeah, for the most part. Um, not too much shifted around during flight. Um, but any initial thoughts on Money Plane? Well, I'll say it flew by and it was a turbulent one, <laughs> but we got to the destination safely. <laughs> yeah. That was such a non-movie, it but was. also a movie. Yeah, which which I thought made it perfect for oh, Sinister Six. Um, such a breeze. <laughs> Uh, you know, so so to restate, uh, again, we did watch Money Plane from 2020. This was a COVID release, I think, that went straight to video on demand. I don't know if that hampered, like, I'm assuming this was a doomed production yes, no matter what. I don't think they could have gotten into theaters, Dan. Um, but it, it, it was something, it exists. Mm-hmm. Um, to what end, I'm not sure. Be it a money laundering scheme, we cannot make those accusations, but, uh, you know. Money plane is money plane, so yeah. Um, you know, uh, we want to get into the plot. And yes. Then we'll, just... well, before we do, it's a breezy eighty-two minutes, as yes. I said, the shortest thing we've ever watched on this yes. podcast, anime included. And the back of the box art does not make this look like a professional production. No, it does not. Um, uh, but you know, I mean, that is it. All it is all about duality. Mm. Uh, this is probably the least notes Jonathan has taken. Yes, but it's some of the like a lot. You know, I don't usually take as many notes, but this might be the most notes I've ever taken because mm. there's a lot to. Every scene is a painting, <laughs> and not. A, it's actually, in fact, the disturbing duckling. Yes. So <laughs> it. Uh, you know, n- never is that phrase more true than when you're talking about money plane. Mm. Um, so we'll get started with the plot. Um, and to clarify, because I didn't have the specifics when we started recording, uh, the main dude, Adam Copeland, uh, who plays Jack Reese, was The Edge in WWE. If, if you know him better by his wrestling persona, that's mm. who he was. So, Jack Reese, uh, a professional thief and former gambler, <laughs> attempts to, st- to steal the fictional uh, Asger Yorn painting, The Disturbing Duck. Which I researched, real painting. Real painting. It is. It is. Yeah. Uh, oh, I saw it online. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. I mean, that's surprising. Yeah. Um, but he's attempting to steal it from an art museum. He gives us three mystery mask of tools we'll use later in our adventure. Yeah. Uh, describing that the three things for a job well done include the right crew, 
how things are are not necessarily how they appear, and plan A is only as good as your plan B. Yes, and that be, that's important, so remember yeah. those tenets. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but right from the get-go, uh, he's, he's infiltrating an art museum. Which... Is a paper factory. It's the old Kenilworth paper factory... Uh, with like a truck depot attached. They've to the got a back few sticky notes posted on the wall. <laughs> if yeah. you wanted more art, come to my house. There's like a little, um, like mobile bar cart desk that they use whenever they need a desk. Mm-hmm. I think it f- makes its first appearance here at the art museum. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, his hacker friend gets him into the uh, tray. tray. Gets him into. You know, they do the security card swipe thing. They they hack the system to get him into this art museum behind the scenes where he'll presumably try to steal the painting. Um, but when he walks through the one hallway of the little <laughs> art museum, he comes to the room where the painting is supposed to be. But, it isn't but the, the cameras have been hacked um, and it, uh, you know, it, it seems that they've been set up. <laughs> uh, and I also noted, I think, for this part... Um, all of the guards, and it's a consistent thing throughout the movie, all of the guards are dressed in, like, men's warehouse shirts. Yes. Like, they didn't bother to give them security guard uniforms, they're just, like, black dress shirts with nothing, so mm-hmm. it, it it sets, it's a good, it's a good palette establisher for, for the rest of the movie, yeah. how this is so going to play out. They've been found out and the art alarm goes blaring off in the background. Yeah, but they do escape. Well, we meet the yeah. other members of the team, we meet Isabella, the chick, and Iggy. Yeah, the other guy, the getaway. And uh, it should be noted that that Isabella and uh, Thomas Jane's character are the only ones who actually do anything for the majority of yeah. this movie's scant runtime. Yeah. Uh, in, in terms of moving, like, like they're the only ones who are paid to do that mm-hmm. in the film. Adam Copeland briefly shows off his wrestling skills, but other than that, no, there's a lot of sitting uh, on the plane. <laughs> yes. Um. So, uh, having been found out and now on the run in their team van, uh, uh, Jack decides that they need to go and seek out Darius Emanuel Grouch the third. Which I joked about the third in the intro, but yeah. he actually does have a third in his name. That's how you know they're a real bad guy, huh. as we've as our podcast has, you know, time and time again yeah. shown. And also known as the Rumble. The Rumble, yeah. Uh, but he, he operates, like, I think Jack even says, we gotta go to Rumble HQ. And this guy apparently operates a company called Rumble Corp. So, Rum- Rumble Corp, Rumble Corporation. Mm. So he uses this nickname for all of his ventures. Um, again, why I'm stuck with King Danis for the time. It's just brand recognition. Yeah. Um, so, uh, there's a little exchange between them. Uh, uh, Warhol, de Kooning, Pollock, all a bunch of bitches compared yeah. to this painting. Yeah, he he puts like a blank canvas behind Jack's head. <laughs> Should I make my own Pollock? You know, and, and that's like uh, you know a, a little criminal threat. Yeah. Um, what but... I can say is, as much as Kelsey Grammer is not a good person, allegedly. Yeah. He's having fun in this movie. Yeah, I yeah. He, I think he knows what he's in. Mm-hmm. He he knows what kind of film that he's being paid to do for this. Yeah. Um, and also, the overall relationship between him and Jack is, uh, like, he introduces himself to Jack, so they've maybe never met face-to-face, um, but Jack knew to go to him, Mm -hmm. and he was apparently the one who hired Jack for this operation, so I don't know why he would introduce himself. Um, and also the nature of their arrangement is, like, uh, he bought Jack's debt, from either his life of gambling <laughs> mm-hmm. or a previous failed job or mm-hmm. multiple failed jobs because 
Jack owed money to a lot of bad people, and I guess M Mr. Rumble owns that debt now. Yeah. Um, so he owns Jack. Yeah. So, uh, we get the opening credits. Uh, well, okay, no, no, no. Uh, first, uh, it, uh, Mr. Rumble establishes that oh, yeah. in, in order to pay off this debt, Jack needs to rob the money, money plane. The legendary money plane. Legendary money plane. Uh, which, in, in terms of the underworld, is a, is a plane uh, that has a lot of high-stakes gambling and is free from international law because it's a it's plane. In the sky. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he's also like, well, if you don't feel like doing that, I've got some collateral and holds up a picture of three Jonathans and dog Jonathan. Yeah, he threatens <laughs> my family uh, if I don't complete the job. Um, and uh, so then we get the opening credits, uh. which are several low-poly plane models, uh, stock footage of planes being built... Not the money plane, just planes. Yeah. Uh, blueprints. How's it made, planes? Uh, I think some generic casino effects and mm -hmm. stock music. Yeah. Uh, before money plane is revealed as the title. Um, so, back at the, the Thieves' Den base, which is a wedding venue mm -hmm. with a lot of pretty, like, lantern lights yep. hanging in the background. Wooden crates. Yeah, it's literally just a, a rustic wedding venue. Uh, they're they're uh, hanging out there and saying that, like, this could be our most dangerous job. But, but our we, last one. Yeah, we do it, we're out. Um, so he, steal he, one billion in crypto. Yeah, they gotta steal a combination of, uh, money. Of, of crypto and, and actual cash. <laughs> uh, and, you know, they're assigning the things, like... Uh, Jack himself will be posing as a human trafficker. Philip Monroe, who um, Isabella previously killed. Yeah, in Moscow, in a brief Kill Bill reference scene. Yeah. Uh, Trey will be joining him as McGillicuddy, his fake bodyguard. Uh, Isabella will be posing as a stewardess. And uh, Iggy, much to Iggy's anger... Chagrin. ...is left behind to be, like, the on-the-ground tech guy. Mm -hmm. uh, because part of the plan, they're going to have to send the crypto... Um, Digitally downwards. To the yeah. satellite receiver that Iggy will be mm -hmm. manning. As passing over. And Grant's not here, so I don't know what is well, not possible. In I'm way, no uh, technician, so, uh, but uh, judging by the tech that they have here, I don't think this could be possible. Yeah. Um, I do love, my favorite scene in this is the reenactment on how smooth the plan is going to go. Yes. It's like, Jonathan will show up in a risque <laughs> flight attendant outfit <laughs> and give Dan the thumbs up, allowing him to unlock the well, door. And create a diversion. Yeah, drop know. one glass. Oops. Yeah, oops. And then uh, then get into the cockpit, take control of the plane to get it within range of the, the, signal. the satellite, yeah. and then um, they'll parachute out. Yeah, as but, easy as that. But the plan will not go so smoothly. <laughs> um, so uh, we get uh, Jack's home life. He has a wife played by Denise Richards. Who, for having second billing in this movie, only has like three lines. Yeah, I told you. She's only in this for like, like if even. Why? She's like, hello, honey. Come back to bed. I'll she, see you later. Yeah, she's got like two lines, a static photo, and then... Uh, Plays with a dog. Another line, yeah. Easy paycheck. So, um, uh, Jack is tucking his, his daughter into bed. Uh, he's reading Robin Hood. Remember that. Symbolically. Um, and he's like, it's okay to steal from bad people if you're, blah, blah, blah. you know, like, you know, the moral of, uh, presumably the moral of money plane. Mm -hmm. uh, you're stealing from bad people and, and giving, giving it to, to the less good. bad people. Um, but again, uh, throughout the film, we have no idea what Jack actually has done. Uh, he, it's implied that he was either literally or metaphorically in gambling debt. Mm. 
Um, whether or not that was actual gambling or if he was a criminal who took a chance that went south, we don't know. Um, because it, it, it's all said as if it's a metaphor, but he might have actually been a gambler. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they got to steal from the, the bad people to give to the good people. Yep. Um, and then Kelsey Grammer reenacts the same scenes that he did before. Yes, but the in... Same lines, but smoking the cigar even more menacingly now. Yeah, in Jack's nightmare. Yeah. Uh, so Kelsey Grammer could show up and film the same scene again, um, but under day for night. Yeah. So, uh, There's Thomas a... Jane... Harry. Uh, yeah, Harry stops by, um, and uh, we get a lot of exposition. Uh, he's... So that's the reason why you made me your daughter's godfather. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the, it's the, they're old friends... Uh, Thomas Jane was in the Air Force. He was a high-ranking person in the Air Force. But he didn't who, like planes. But but he but he left to to help Jack be a a, a Lupone the Third criminal. I don't I don't know. Don't know either. Uh, I, uh, it's not clear. They had adventures. They've had they were in something in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Some something you know past exploits, but we don't know the specifics. Mm-hmm. Um, and Thomas Jane agrees to hang back with Jack's family and protect them from. Uh, Darius Grouch, the Rumble's, uh, you know, henchman, mm-hmm. in case something goes wrong. Um, so, th- and it, I'm just a phone call away. Yeah. What? But you're in a plane, and so you're I going to be know. on the ground. I don't. don't... Um, but but a recurring <laughs> thing in this movie is not knowing how planes work. Yeah. So this is not the first time. Oh, uh, a so, real set piece arrives. Yeah. Uh, so we get stock footage of a very very busy airport, yeah. but it's an undisclosed airport. The money plane terminal. Yeah. Uh, presumably the money plane terminal <laughs> at a secret location in Idaho, Iowa. Um, <laughs> and uh, the first of many curtains appears. Oh. Uh, this check-in process. It's the Disney Fast Pass. Yeah, for me. you know, quite literally. They yeah. they get Disney Fast Pass bracelets. There's a crotch gun, of yeah, course. A crotch gun. There is a uh there's two um like Pier One Imports ring lights yep. that they use as like a James Bond to scanning. activate the thing that controls their money flow on the plane. Yeah, because it's all it's all digital. Um again, Grant's not here to disprove it, yeah, so, so I don't it's know. True. I don't know what this can has or to can't be what happen. those CD types do. Um, oh, but this introduction to the sinister characters entering the plane, it's like, take every evil archetype you could imagine yeah. and just place them on the plane. I said, this is our studio audience. This is who's watching or listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. It has to be. I'm uh, guaranteeing you. Oh, uh, the Countess Dijonese. Yeah. Uh, the, the... <laughs> I wanted someone to enter with an extremely long cigarette and it just keeps getting longer and then be like, it's me. Ivan, uh, or Ivan. Ivana Tinkle. Uh, yeah, Ivana Tinkle. Uh, <laughs> there, See yeah, more hair. All, all of them are there. <laughs> Um, so, uh, everyone, uh, gets onto the plane, we get some exposition about the money plane itself. Um, one of the By the Lawrence, concierge. The concierge. Concierge. Uh, the, the Red Letter Media guys mocked that because we don't know why he says that, unless he's trying to make a pun, but he says concierge. Um, and he assures the audience that he is a skilled pilot. Mm. Uh, and when, uh, I think Red Letter Media and other people have watched this, they say that's a built-in plot thing for why the plane wouldn't yeah. crash after Even everyone... though we don't see anything yeah. of the sort. Yeah, so it, it, it's a built-in... They didn't kill all the people on the... Even though they're all criminals Evil, and... Yeah. Except for, like, the staff of the... But, but even also, they are, like, complicit. Yeah. So... Because they kill people, too? Yeah. So, it, it, I, I, don't, I don't know. But I, I'm... It's assumed that that's the reason why we get that line. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the smooth takeoff... <laughs> I also uh, have that damn smooth takeoff. That's one of the smoothest takeoffs I've heard because we literally just cut the camera and 
Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, the concierge is explaining uh, all of the different uh, uh, rooms. Yeah, the, here's our lounge and also the casino. And Dan goes, they're the same room. And they are the same room. It's it's the same room with the curtains, but the furniture is rearranged. Yeah. Um, and our staff is treated with the utmost respect, but we do have some on-flight companions for you. Yeah. So don't get, and then they come yeah. out in little, like... <laughs> Masquerade ball. Yes! Yeah. Uh, so they are they are the entertainment um, but yeah, so they got they got a lounge somewhere. They have personal rooms. Uh, they got a uh, the gam the gaming room, yeah. um, which is the biggest set because they pull the curtain the middle yeah. curtain back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have the, there's a basement where all the 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 vaults are. And these sets are not stacked. It's like they raided the college prop room. Oh it, yeah, it is not good. Yeah, there's a lot of like generic like furniture store glass bottles with liquid in them. And mm-hmm. a lava lamp. Yeah. Uh, you know, dorm room decorations that are just kind of bolted onto the, the thing mm. uh, for the scenes when they have to shake, I guess. Yeah. Um, we meet our major antagonist, Mr. Ivan Vitelli. Yes. <laughs> and uh, his friend. He is an arms dealer. Mm-hmm. Um, we can see right from the get-go that they get handsy with Isabella, who yeah. is already there as... But she can handle herself. She can. Yeah. She's probably literally the only character who can, but she's she can. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't... There's other unnamed... Well, I, uh, I have them as they pop up. Of course, we have J.R. Crockett, yeah. who is the Grant. The, the Texas. <laughs> surrogate Grant. Uh, who is the other Lawrence brother. He's got a big mustache and a 10-gallon hat. Um, they settled down for some high-stakes guitar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. At the, uh, at the, like, the party fold-out poker table mm-hmm. with the plastic cup holders built into the side of it. Um... I know that other there have been other. I, I have uh, one other name. It pops up. I forget what it is. I have the name of that one lady who's like there. Yeah, I don't know if we get what her crimes are, no. but she's also like a crime lord. Um, so uh, while they are establishing that this Texas Hold'em game is is going on, uh, Isabella I think sneaks into the plane basement, mm-hmm. which has concrete. Uh, walls. Uh, odd yeah. for a plane. Aerodynamic. Um, <laughs> and several reused door, uh, you know, plastic... That don't ever close well. Yeah, like, like it's like the... It reminds me of something, like, holographic 90s car part yeah. thing. Um, but it's the same hallway. There's a, there's a set of stairs mm-hmm. that presumably lead back up to the main plane. Yeah. Uh, but this same hallway is just used for everything. And really, that no cameras rule is coming back to bite them. Oh yes, they would have just had one camera on the plane. Yeah, the the concierge stressed that for the due to the sensitive nature of their uh, operation, there are no cameras on the money plane, um, and they have a strict no cheating policy. Yes. Um, so after losing, uh, well, he kind of gets uh, Jack gets called out by this um, Mister Vitelli, who's like, "Well, at least I'm not, you know, a, a sex trafficker." Yeah, and, and then it, Jack is like all boo booed over it. Yeah, they're not good at like acting. Like no. in in the uh, the characters are not good at uh, because they're getting visibly uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Like with he gets handsy with me, and Dan's like, "I'm like, keep it together, Dan. Keep it together." <laughs> yeah, yeah. stay in character. Stay in character. Um, and uh, so uh, Isabella goes back upstairs mm-hmm. and lures the uh, the pilot out with pizza rolls yeah. uh, on a tray. Well, first Jack transfers his funds over to Mr. McGillicuddy. Yeah, to give to yeah. give uh, to yeah, give. Going to go retire in one of my rooms, and then he stumbles back with the curtains, and there's like a weird scene where he sees Isabella, and he's like, "Yeah," and she's like, mm-hmm, "I got this in control." Yeah, it's a it's a lot of like dead air 
quite literally. Yeah. Like, he, he stumbles into the back to wait for Isabella to come back with the tray. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he does, like, he sets up a wheelchair, and then he just stands there for, like, five minutes yeah. while she's getting the food together, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lure the pilot out, knock him out, put him in the wheelchair, mm-hmm. throw him in the bathroom. In the bathroom. Um, Jack gets into the cockpit. And then off-screen emerges the co-pilot. The co-pilot. <laughs> a giant man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, a very strong co-pilot. Yeah. Um, you know, Jack gets to show off Adam's fighting skills. Mm-hmm. They have an extended fight scene in the cockpit, only occasionally hitting important instruments that yeah. send the plane, like, teetering. And only experiencing slight turbulence. Yeah. Not even knocking over drinks or food. They're just like, whoa. Yeah, and, and again, I again, I don't want to reuse too many Red Letter Media comments, but it should be stated that uh, planes do not make good casinos. No. They don't make great restaurants, and they don't make anything that requires constant stability, because uh, planes are in the sky. Much like me after a few drinks. They're tumbling. Yeah, uh, <laughs> pl- planes move around a lot. They might, like, you know, rotate. So <laughs> you, you can't really... I saw that Samuel Jackson. Oh, no, it was sorry. It was um, Denzel Washington in the plane that went upside down movie. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, but but that's why you you generally would not put a casino on a plane. Because yep. you got a lot of stuff going around. I think Snakes you... on the Plane does a similar thing. Isn't there a casino on that plane, too? I don't know. It's I, a I... big mega plane. It's bigger than this plane. I'll give you that. Well, no, yeah. Snakes on a Plane had a better plane. Yeah. Uh, money Plane only seems to have half a plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... We we can get into that more a series of hallways than a plane, yeah, <laughs> with a with a with a finished basement. Yeah. Um. So, uh, McGillicuddy is is out. You know, keeping playing things, the Pokemon uh, Stadium mini games. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. The 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 cheap cheap chase yeah. and Lickitung whatever the sushi, sushi restaurant. Yeah. All of them. All, yeah. All of the Ekans toss the stuff the scum of the earth plays. Uh, uh, it's all there. Um. But uh, Texas man. Uh, J.R. Crockett proposes a game of Russian roulette. Um, uh, uh, so they cover the uh, poker table with what you described as, as the party. As a party city one-ply sheet. Yeah. Yep. The, the, it, it really keeps things less messy. Any birthday party you've ever been to, it's literally that red. <laughs> Everyone's um, in their ponchos. <laughs> yeah, well, some of them are in ponchos. Yeah, and then others are like, oh, a game. So they're playing Russian roulette. Um, I think throughout this... Jack is still fighting with the co-pilot. Yeah. We get the Hadoroken scene where, where he like is elbowing him and making huya huya like like making weird fighting game noises the whole time. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the contact, but he was like Hadoken and then finally takes out the co-pilot after mm-hmm. he reemerges like three times. Um but uh J.R. Crockett uh kind of in his hubris is jumps at the chance to go first, even though he didn't have to as the previous winner, and shoots himself in the head. Getting out of this movie. Uh, thus losing at Russian Roulette. Yeah. Um, and the the winners get the pot, I guess. Yep. And the people betting on it. Um, so, uh, I think at this point, Jack has taken control of the cockpit, um, and he establishes a live feed with Mr. Rumble. Yeah. Uh, so that Mr. Rumble can keep an eye on things. Mm-hmm. Um, Constantly tapping this earpiece, by the way. Yeah. Just you got a little Bluetooth. Yeah. Excellent connection online. <laughs> yeah. It, From and, a plane. And his receiver is in the other ear. Yeah. So it, uh... It, we're getting into nitpick yeah. territory, but mm-hmm. he's got things in both his ears. Bless and none this of movie's heart for trying. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but again, like, they, and it establishes a very painful, 
uh, running joke, and we here at Anime Was Not a Mistake have given you many painful running jokes mm. uh, they, that we find hilarious. We don't know if you do. No. But uh, <laughs> at this point, Rumble and Jack start a running joke, in quotes, where they call each other Captain and Colonel. Mm -hmm. So at first, Jack insists on code names. Mr. Rumble doesn't like that, but then he's like, call me Colonel, you be Captain. Mm -hmm. And then every other dialogue after that is like, remember to call me Colonel. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I, all right, I, I, I've never made a movie, so mm -hmm. I don't know. But that's, you know, and this webcam only kind of partially... <laughs> It's mostly just there for Jack to sass Has the movie's Rumble. logo. Oh, wait, no, not yet. The movie's logo's coming up soon. Yeah, no, that's the next thing. Because yeah. um, next... We uh, offer themed adventures on this money plane. Yeah. <laughs> Again, like the Mario Party boards. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, there are themes. Um, and uh, McGillicuddy is, is brought into another room where they are going to be uh, betting on a man uh, in a cage with a cobra. Yeah, real live death matches. So they're they're betting on... Um, How long? You'll last, yeah. uh, again, as you said, the money... The literal, the printed money plane logo is it's on the, the... corner. The corner of the feed. Of the feed. Mm -hmm. uh, so they have branding. Yeah. They have brand recognition in It's so probably a worldwide brand. People know um, if they just Google money plane. Uh, so they... Uh, I think it's... Yeah, so then after that, the event is two Russian guys in a room with each other. Yeah. And they're sending them direct deposit money until one of them kills the other guy. Mm -hmm. And I think they were betting on how much money they would have to be offered to kill the other one. Yeah. And then McGillicuddy or Trey leaves sickened. Yeah, but he wins. Yeah, he, he wins both winning. of them. Yeah, and Vitelli's getting suspicious. Meanwhile, back on the ground, of course, we get Iggy, codenamed Charlie, trying to set up the equipment here, yeah. being the one that's left on the ground, and he has a very odd way of cutting into a banana. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, he, he's like, he's skinning a banana with a knife, you know, like a, like you have a badass character do with an apple in mm -hmm. a scene. Um, but with a banana, but, it doesn't come off across quite as menacing. And that's one of those moments where you, like, you're weighing the, the Millennium Scale, like, is this, is this funny on purpose or is this yeah. did they just not have just apples yeah. they only could get bananas from the craft services table uh, so they couldn't do the apple scene no they couldn't do an orange either so they they had to do him skinning a banana well, with an apple's been done maybe they were trying something new yeah but you don't skin a you peel a banana mm. i've played enough donkey kong to, to know, know that, that you peel yeah. a banana you yeah. don't skin it mm. so um but yeah i have so, skin dan could you skin me he's uh <laughs> he's he's uh, on the ground, he has the Project M setup going yes. um, to... Uh, he's kind of slacking. And again, even I thought it and you thought it, like, is Iggy going to betray them at yeah, some point? Yeah, well, I thought that's where these movies go, but no. Uh, no, he's just... He's just Iggy. You remember, we only got 86 minutes! <laughs> yeah. We gotta breeze through! So, um... Uh, uh, Isabella makes it to... The safe room, which is the other of the three doors that are in this hallway. Yeah, but she uh, sees a henchman first. Yeah, she sees a henchman. She, she It's Jesse Plemons knockoff. Yeah, she gets into a fight with him, yeah. takes him out. Well, Again, she seduce fights. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She's like on the she's on the straps swinging. That's right. Well, well, she seduce fights three yeah. people. Yeah. Well, many. She gets the same fight like over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, but she does seduce fight this guy. Uh, takes him out, rips his ears off, rips his ears off, <laughs> um, and then she's and like, stiletto to the stiletto point to the eye. Yeah, she threw it like a like a dagger. It doesn't hit the heel though. It's just the point of the shoe. No, she threw her shoe, Dan. 
No, I know. No, yeah, I, yeah, I'm saying yeah, she yeah, threw oh. it. She threw a shoe like a dagger. Yeah. It goes through like the guy's this guy eye, and he yeah. just rips it out and keeps fighting. Uh, then she tears his ears off, um, and then she's like, "Oh, it's it's a <laughs> biometric <laughs> lock." <laughs> And it's literally like the lock on like a Dunkin' Donuts bathroom. Yeah. Like it's like it's like a keypad with mm-hmm. a, a like a thing on top of it. But yeah. she's like, oh, it's got biometric scanning. So then she takes the henchman's hand, uh, yeah, hand, and and gets in. Um, but we don't. Nothing happens. Like she's like, oh, it's it was. I got to get back upstairs before they get suspicious because yeah. we can't do this scene yet. Yeah. So yep. she, she she opens it, but then just she's like, I got to have Trey come down here yeah. to do something else tech related. And Trey's to trying it. to be like, or getting seduced by, or like the people are macking on Trey because he's winning so much. We've got three girls and one older gentleman yeah, in like, like a useless transition. Drink. Just, yeah. Party. Take something off. He's resisting temptation. I and just, he, he, yeah, he, he goes downstairs to the plane basement. So um, at this point, uh, Jack is still flying yep. the plane, and Thomas Jane calls him, uh, saying that I was doing some research with my connections. With Google. And, um, turns out that Rumbleco already owns the painting that you were trying to steal. Mm. And they, uh, had already, like, bought it and transferred it to Istanbul when, uh, you had, uh, been sent in to steal it. Like so, we got triple crossed. Or well, no, now it's a double. It was a double cross, <laughs> but then it goes into a triple and then quadruple cross. Yeah. Um. So he's like, oh, he set us up. The the, the obvious setup was a setup. Uh. Mm-hmm. So uh, what do we do? Uh. You know, ipso facto, uh, Rumble is not a good guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he 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 betrayed them. Um. Uh, so then we get uh, Trey goes down. He gets into the uh the server room. Um. And with his iPhone and an Ethernet port, an Ethernet to USB connector, and then a USB to USB-C connector, <laughs> he, he starts the hacking process. Yep. Um, and he starts transferring the, the cryptocurrency down to the, uh, the yep. satellite, um, but they gotta stay in range uh, uh, of, on the ground. of the satellite, yeah. uh, so we got a loading bar mm-hmm. to create tension. Uh, but at this point, Ivan um, and his... Uh, Hansy henchman who never caught a name. Yeah, yeah. He's just been, he's been like scoping he's been out, around. Uh, yeah, the, the two of them are like, I knew McGillicuddy was up to something. Yeah. So they confront them. Isabella fights the uh, henchman. pervy henchman. Yeah. Uh, Ivan goes in and beats up Trey. <laughs> uh, we get like the server rooms getting trashed. We see that one of the. Because the server, quote unquote, <laughs> oh. is a bunch of DVD and stereo equipment. Yeah. So at one point. Uh, tray gets thrown back, and the DVD tray pops open mm. uh, with a DVD in it. Uh, so they, wherever they got these, these were fresh. Um, so, uh, but Isabella luckily intervenes yeah. and then uh, kicks Vitelli uh, into a plate of glass, exposing the shocking yeah uh, cords of the server. Apparently, well, yeah, the servers were apparently with live, with yeah. like, so uh, which is how computers work. And uh, he gets electrocuted. Mm-hmm. Um, so now they have several bodies that they've been adding yeah. to a body pile in, like, the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Iggy, meanwhile, on the ground, the, the loading process is, is, is being stalled because the plane is going out of range. But Iggy has been compromised. They are... Uh, Rumble's men are swarming yeah. uh, Iggy, presumably to, to triple-cross them. And what should show up flying in, Dan, but the best prop in the movie. Yeah. Drone with a gun. 
Yeah, and it is. Uh, I mean, this might be one of those things that our audience might look want to look up themselves, but oh. it is. It is quite literally a Radio Shack drone with a little handgun um, attached on. to it, like presumably with like a little fake hand pulling the trigger. The deadliest weapon. Um, and again, this was uh, one of the things that Red Letter Media pointed out was that in the script, in in the fantasy world, this was probably like a very cyberpunk little military drone mm-hmm. but they could not afford that prop oh, no. um so instead it is literally a little radio shack racing drone with gun taped on mm. um still cyberpunk it, it still has a digital display it's like the cyberpunk we got yeah exactly yeah. uh it's got a digital display so thomas jane w- from the luxury of because house... he's a video game fan after playing video games with his uh goddaughter yeah he is a gamer yeah um and he has like a little rc i'm gonna switch to pc now hun. Uh, yeah don't um, eat my m&ms well because that's uh yeah so that happened before because they have another conversation with uh the third Lawrence the third, whoever Rumble, you want to call yeah. Rumble, Rumble. Rumble, where he's like interrogating someone, and Jack is like, "Make sure you tell me if someone double crossed me because oh, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna get them for free." And then that's when uh, Kelsey Grammer's like, oh, "I wouldn't know anything about that." Yeah, uh, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, you're breaking up. Wipe sweat off brow. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, um, wouldn't know. Uh, good acting. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, because then they he's like interrogating someone else for yeah. his crime business. His henchman shoots the guy, and he's like, it's going to stain the terracotta. Yeah. Um, and when that happened, I could only think of that TikTok of the person making pasta sauce on their counter. Oh, my God. That's that's porous. It'll absorb it. It'll stain. Oh. So, uh, same same we thing with the blood. speak of that in this house. Um, but speaking of that, uh, <laughs> we then get a scene where Thomas Jane is, uh, is in the kitchen um, as... Rumbles well, first henchmen. they do the they do the naked gun thing with Iggy on the ground. Oh yeah, that's right. Where they're shooting at each other just slightly over, like eh. Yeah, it's just it's Iggy and one of on the a pile of gravel. Yeah, and they're both on either side of the pile of gravel shooting at each other. And if no one has seen the Naked Gun movies, uh, all quality, um, there's like literally a scene where they're on two sides of a trash can firing guns, like to make fun of shooting scenes. Mm-hmm. But it is literally this. Yeah. Um. But you know. Those those military guys are dispatched, or not mili- like the the armed yeah. uh, gender mix. Rumbles reinforcements. R- Rumbles yeah. uh, gender equal. Uh, Rumbles recon. Uh, you know his his squad. <laughs> yeah. Um. It, it, you know is dispatched. Um. And then Thomas Jane is making himself a, a pasta oh, dinner. I have a lot to say about this pasta Go dinner. On. Slicing up carrots. What are we using the carrots for? I don't know. He's got six strands of pasta sitting on a plate. Mm-hmm. A tiny Dixie cup of ragu mm-hmm. on the stove. Bread that has both of the ends cut off. Yes. A very odd dinner, Dan. I would not see John De Laurentiis <laughs> yeah, yeah, serving he, this. He, he's Ina sp- Garten would roll over. Like he, and, and, you know, and, and it's like, okay, this... We're gonna we're gonna picture this scene where uh, Thomas Jane knows he's a badass, so he knows the the henchmen are coming, so he's gonna prepare a a, a fancy meal. Um, but they had spent all their money on the drone, yeah. Uh, so they they could only afford six pieces of pasta. Oh my god! And uh, a Upsetting. small tomato sauce can. So uh, that's what they had to do. They yeah. did what they had to do. And prior to this, of course, uh, Rumble has sent out his minions with "I'm the baddest motherfucker, Darius Gooch the Third. Yeah, uh, yeah, and he's yeah. on. Uh, remember, he's on camera yeah. saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's important. All of a sudden, yeah. so uh, at this point, Jack reconvenes with uh, Trey and uh, Isabella in the basement of the plane. 
we assume the autopilot is controlling the plane. Mm-hmm. Again, Grant's not here to explain how planes work. So in this universe, I'm assuming it's like cruise control. Like, you just put the plane on autopilot and it'll I, kind of... I keep telling Dan that's not how planes work. But, uh, you know, so presumably the plane is staying level while mm-hmm. no one is in the cockpit. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like he put bricks on the, the gas pedal. I don't I don't know. Sure. Um, but, again, Grant is the aeronautics guy, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how planes work. Uh, so... Jack joins them, he explains that they've been triple cruised, and mm-hmm. that, you know, what are they going to do with this this crypto? Because uh, he's like, can you transfer the crypto onto an SSD? Oh. And you can't. Um, but they can. Yeah. Uh, so he, like, takes out, like, a, again, like a GameStop uh, GameCube memory card. Yeah. He's like, but, you know, if we do this, it'll alert them that someone it'll has... Erase my Animal Crossing save. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll, uh, it'll, if we download well, it... we have a certain number of blocks on this one. <laughs> we do. Um, but if we download it to anything external, they'll know that, we, you know, we accessed it. Um, so, Jack's like, do it. And then, uh, they're like, are we gonna keep this money for ourselves? Like, no, we're gonna, we'll, we'll redistribute it to mm-hmm. charities across the globe mm-hmm. who deserve it. And, like, what about the actual hard cash? Yeah. Like, we'll... No, we're gonna throw that out into yeah, the sky. They were like, I don't want it. And then I'm like, why did you even do this then for? I, I don't, I don't, well, they do have a plan C. Remember, uh. they do have a plan C. But they, uh, so they throw all the money out of the plane um, while uh, Mr. Rumble is watching. Mm-hmm. And he's like fuming. His aura is red. He's he's getting steamed because they're, they're throwing all his cash out. Uh, Jack reiterates the three tenants of a good, of a good job. Um, you know, like how uh, you gotta have a good team, things are not always as they appear, and your plan A is only as good as your plan B. And they all parachute out of the plane set, uh, Iggy goes one direction, uh, Isabella goes another direction, so they didn't keep track of- They're just jumping into a darkened room. Yeah, uh, but they didn't didn't bother to keep track of where the, you know, wind, or- again, how planes work. Mm. Um, And then Jack jumps as well. Uh, Rumble is is having Curious. a fit, and he uh, finally puts his hand under his giant Pier One uh, rustic table. farmhouse yep. Yep. desk and notices that Jack left a comically oversized like listening device Days or tracker um, uh, under like with a big beeping yeah. red light underneath his table. Very easily noticeable. <laughs> um, and Jack has forwarded this information to the concierge and the the, the, the money plane LLC that owns the money uh, plane. And he sent them the footage of, of Rumble going, I'm a badass, I'm going to steal all of the money plane's money. Mm-hmm. And the concierge is like, okay, top tier criminals, don't worry, we're going to, to, to take you. care of you. Yeah, him. and then uh, take care of you, and then everyone's like, well, how about a betting game? Yeah, how long does it take Rumble to go down? Mm-hmm. Um, so then uh, Rumble is, is at his villa, he shoots Roach, his henchman, <laughs> and... Um, and then fires from off screen at someone, at people in the distance, in yeah. a different set and yeah. time. Henchmen are arriving with guns, uh, but not on the same set as Kelsey Grammer. Uh, he, he fires a machine gun off screen, presumably making his last stand. Um, there. Until the sequel. Well, X-Men The Last Stand. Which is another Kelsey Gra- uh So mm-hmm. he he presumably goes down. Yep. Uh, so three months later, 
a very uh, uh, we don't know why that amount of time, but three months later in We're Istanbul, in Istanbul. Yeah. Um, uh, the, uh, the 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 painting crate is opened, <laughs> revealing a Dan Ryan original that Stick is a figure with middle finger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so at some point, the remnants of of Rumble Co were duped, and this fake painting was sent along. Um, and then we see Jack back home. He's let his hair down uh, into the full edge look. Mm. And uh, Thomas Jane calls him from a little treehouse, literally. Yep. Um, and he's like, I sold that painting. And with all the media Disgruntled duck. <laughs> yeah, disgruntled duck. And he's like, with all the, yeah, get the got any grapes duck. Yep. Um, uh, presumably with the, uh, with all the media coverage of the money plane incident, uh, which I don't know how that I, I that thought the money plane toupled. The money plane was secret. Um, he he was you know, like, we're gonna we're gonna sell it, and uh, it's enough for four people to retire on. Yeah. And he's like, make it five. See you in France. And, and then uh, he reunites with Denise Richards and his daughter and a dog. And mind you, this cat we have seen a cat earlier in the movie, completely written out of the film. They couldn't get him back for reshoots, yeah. so the cat is gone. Cat is now dog. Yeah. Yep. Um, but it ends. And that's it. That's, that's it. it. That's the whole movie. <laughs> it took us. It took us more time to talk about the non-existent plot of the movie than the movie actually takes. Dan, <laughs> this is not good. Well, <laughs> but it's sinister. Yeah, it's and sinister. It, yeah. it was worth the watch. It yeah. was a breeze. It didn't even feel like a watch. I was like, oh, are we watching a cartoon? Yeah. It, no. It's when a, four episodes of Sailor Moon are shorter and longer than the Money Plane. Yeah. Uh, you know, but but it it is the Money Plane. <sighs> so I I don't. Uh, you know, again, I bought this Blu-ray when it was brand new, so I do not advise any of you to go out and spend $20 on your own Money Plane Blu-ray. As much as we've, uh, physical media shell, this will sadly not be getting a Criterion anytime no, I soon. I would hope not. But if you see it, if it gets dumped on TV yeah. eventually... Give it a watch. Uh, yeah. Give it a laugh. Because it, it, it's worth a larf. It could probably shed some light on, like, what not to do. Mm. In a in a in a, <laughs> in a money in, plane in, situation in, 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 a, in a movie uh, or on a plane yeah. or in a casino mm -hmm. any of those things or hallway um, or with crypto or yeah. with yeah so I I think it's it's comedic for that purpose alone mm -hmm. um, and I think usually we offer we offer uh, constructive criticism or changes yo all right that sounds like a good idea maybe don't make the movie. Well, Give the movie okay. to, money to well, Unison. No, 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 no. I was going to say, I was going to say, because at the end, you were like, are they going to crash the plane oh, into his house? Yes. And I thought, like, and when you're sitting there watching this movie, you think that's where it's going to go. Like, they're going to hack the plane mm -hmm. to crash into... And then kill all these, uh, you know, CD types. Killers and, and, you yeah. know, arms dealers and, you know, uh, international criminals. Mm -hmm. uh, they're going to, like, crash the plane into his house using computer hacking. Yeah. Um, but they don't. Uh, the money plane, as far as we know, is still functional and lives to fly another day. Um, Committing uh, crimes the world over. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, not, but not actually, because the crimes yeah. are all in other locations, so mm -hmm. it's just literally a, a casino. Yeah. Um, but still, the money plane's mystique is I mean, unmatched. some things to add. Concierge should have flown the plane. Yeah. Been more of a threat because he did kill that one dude for cheating. Yeah. Um, Iggy should have betrayed. We could have like a thing where the relationship is falling apart in Jack's life. He's yeah. but he's the perfect dad, so I guess that didn't matter at all. Yeah, that yeah that goes nowhere. Yeah. He, they he didn't need to have a family. No, I thought Harry was gonna die, 
Because yeah. that's the way these movies go. Like, maybe when defending his family, he dies, and the film ends in, like, a, you know, a, a burial scene. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, any... Where Jack walks away from his past. Any number of these things could have been, like, a, you know, like, a a plot. Yeah. Um, but this movie, it, does, it doesn't have that. No. Um, I, that's I mean, okay, too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but, but again, it, it's... I, I... I don't know. It's just fascinating. It's a very, very cheap movie. <laughs> like that's that's what that's what we need to emphasize yeah. the most is that you can see where the money went and where the money didn't go. Well, I guess if this uh, movie's made, that should give credence to filmmakers the world over. Yeah, uh, you don't need money and, to make a movie. You know, and and where on the coin toss do do you think this movie? Do you think this is an ironic rush hour comedic <sighs> action movie, or is it a straightforward action movie with regular action movie jokes. I think they thought it was going to be a more straightforward action movie with some jokes peppered in, but it came across as just a farce of what the genre should be. So perhaps halfway through, they were like... Not even halfway, Dan. As soon as it opened up in that grade school art gallery, I knew we were in for something. I said, they're trying. Only there's like a handful of actors in this. The rest cannot act. But they're at the same time doing the best with... What they got? Yeah, no, I agree. Like, there's no one in here that's like, oh, we're in this movie. No, I do, I do agree. I, I completely, I, I also think that it was an earnest attempt mm-hmm. to... I, 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 because I, I zoned out a few moments ago, because I was trying to think yeah. of other plot threads. There was also that super imposing house guy who was, like, the yeah. concierge's assistant yeah. who makes a lot of threats, but n- he never does anything. Like, he's, like, the big muscle-looking mm-hmm. dude, and he's, like... If anything goes up wrong yeah. up here, I'm gonna you know like. But he he disappears halfway through the movie, and we Got don't out see of this him. movie and went to a better one. Um, but I don't think there's any threads I'm forgetting. Uh, but it it yeah it it's uh, I don't know. Yeah. A money plane. It certainly is a movie question mark. Yeah, it gets the <laughs> most out of its money. It it, it uh, I, bang like, I, for the buck. Like I don't think that if they were going for the action, like, the comedy, the rush hour comedy action route that they would have gotten Kelsey Grammer. Like, he's shown up for some pretty stupid roles. But he's done comedy. He has. But they don't have him playing that kind of... It's too serious. Yeah. So, that and, you know, Adam Copeland... I also think The Edge can't act. Yeah. Mm. But to be fair, he doesn't have a lot to do. No, he doesn't. He sits for most of the movie. Yeah. The only one who maybe does stunts is Isabella and maybe Thomas Jane, but Mm -hmm. Thomas Jane, I know can do at least some movement, but uh, (laughs) everyone else just sits. So (laughs) if you enjoy sitting, then this is the movie for you. Yeah. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's a, it's an explosive casino heist in the sky that fell a little bit short. Love that. Should put that on the back of the box. Just like sampling that sauce. I'm surprised that a stick figure isn't on the back of the box. He should be. Yeah. He should be credited. Mm. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah, I. I don't. I don't even. I. I. I want to make sure we're not forgetting anything. No, I legitimately think we covered everything, Dan. Yeah. 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 We covered the the empty plane set. The from takeoff to destination. The buttons. The. <laughs> I. I think. I think we've. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that... Cabin pressure's going down. And before we succumb <laughs> to lack of oxygen, Dan, where mm-hmm. can our audience find us on social media? 
you can follow me on Instagram at King underscore Danis, as well as uh, on Facebook on our adjacent Anime Was Not a Mistake Facebook page and our Instagram account for it. Um, if you wish. Mm. Yeah. And you can follow me, Jonathan Wikowski, Kwiatkowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram and the TikTok. Uh, you can follow my other podcast, including um, Anime Was Not a Mistake, uh, Drink and Read, a War and Peace recap podcast, and Nightcaps at the Theater, where uh, me and my couple friends, Matt and Mark, get a couple drinks in us and look at bad movies such as this. Mm-hmm. So if this is your cup of tea, check through the archive. Uh, you can follow me at Twitter, at Drink and Read JK, and of course, just leave a rating and review. We know you're listening. Mm-hmm. And that's all we do this for, for fun. Because next week, we are returning once more to what has buttered our bread for all these episodes. Yes. Anime is back, and as I hyped up in the intro to this episode, we're returning to Sailor Moon Season 1, Part 3. Uh, where we last left off, Usagi uh, was with her friend Naru, who fell for the bad boy Nephrite from the Dark Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have two more Sailor Scouts yet to find, and a lot more crystals yes. <laughs> to dig up, Dan. Yeah. So All we'll those Chaos that. Emeralds are still uh, out I'd there. I'd make though. that joke, so yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's there. You'll live and learn, Dan. You live and you'll learn. Uh, gotta get an airsick bag. Mm. What? You survived Anime Was Not a Mistake spin-off series? The Sinister Six? Well, there's always next time. <laughs> As you wait with bated breath, remember to rate, review, subscribe, where most podcasts are easily found, including Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, and more. Remember boils and ghouls if you enjoyed the hosting by me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, stand-in Cryptkeeper, and the Igor of my eye, Daniel Ryan. Support us on social media. And last, but certainly not least, remember to reach out to us on Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod on Instagram, or follow Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast on Facebook. This way, we can continue to make our anime-based dreams come true, and your nightmares a reality. Until we meet again, remember to constantly ask yourself, is anime a mistake? We know for certain that any film with the Sinister Six misnomer is destined for depravity.